You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. Podcast for a Thursday, November 10th. We are two days out of Election Day. It feels like uh, it was like four weeks ago we've been talking so much about it. But how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. The election talk has become the new who's not standing for the national anthem talk. It's the topic of the week. I mean, it's, it is the election. I know, but it's just... And I dis- see, you said that this morning. I disagree with that notion. Is that right? I do, because I think... How do you say this right? The standing on the knee... The uh, the kneeling down thing for the national anthem, I think, became. Gotta be careful the way I say this. Cool and hip thing to do. I don't want to say that. I, the but it was thing. something that caught on, and people, after thinking about it, decided to join in. Some, not all, and it's kind of faded away. And now that Colin Kaepernick didn't vote, I have heard. I mean, Stephen A. Smith went after him like crazy yesterday. I did catch on another station a former NFL player just destroyed him for it. Um, Point is, that was something that really took over socially, right? Is that a fair way to say yes, it? social okay. media, Jerry. And we kind of knew that that was going to be a big thing for a while. The election thing to me is a big deal every four years. And I think every four years you know that now it's crossed over because the sports people are talking about it. But I, I think it's more newsworthy, not that the Kaepernick thing isn't. I think it's more newsworthy, though, for every single person. If that I, I'm, I'm talking in circles, and I know that, but I don't think this was just a trendy thing. I think people are genuinely pissed off. All right, that Donald Trump won more so than Hillary Clinton lost. Is that right? I mean, if you listen to it, kind of like what Craig said, no one is sitting there saying, "God, how did she not win?" It's how did he win? Well, but they go hand in hand. They he do won but no because saying, she lost, but no one's saying. Right, that. They, I agree with you. Right, of course, because totally it doesn't agree. it doesn't work in their argument to argue it that way. So the whole thing, I'm just I'm so tired. I've stayed off Twitter. I can't I can't take anything right. or anybody. Well, let's not ruin this podcast then with political talk. Yes, and instead go right to this story I have, Jerry, from Eugene, Oregon, where a 40 year old gentleman. He's younger than us. Uh, and I'm going to say I see his mugshot, and uh, he looks way older than us. Okay. A 40-year-old man in Eugene, Oregon, uh, has been accused of, quote, breathing on fresh produce in oh, a grocery a store. for you. Yeah, I love this. I love that he's in trouble. 
He was uh, breathing, purposely just breathing on the fresh produce in the grocery store. When they asked him to leave, he was what they called flicked the employee in the face. <laughs> With his finger? Yeah. And then ra- <laughs> yelled racial slurs at him. Well, what did he do that for? Uh, to a 22-year-old kid working at the uh, oh. at the place. Hey, so he getting put in jail or anything? Uh, well, he was uh, intoxicated. Uh, the man allegedly chased the employee until store staff and customers came to the employee's defense. Wow. Eugene, Oregon, the police arrived soon after and arrested John William Tarry on charges of harassment, disorderly conduct, and second-degree criminal trespass. How about that? But not Nothing about breathing on the right. produce. That, to me, was the biggest crime. Now, let me ask you this. Does it say anywhere in the story that they replaced the produce and it threw does that not. stuff away? But people are breathing on produce all day long. This guy just happened to purposely breathe on it. Right, but how close are people breathing on it? I don't know. That goes to our discussion you and I had off the air this morning when I asked you if you're the type of person to buy organic fruits and things. And you had a great answer for that in that you buy organic if you're going to, if the fruit and vegetable you're eating doesn't have its own protective coating. Yes. For example, a banana has its own protective coating. You're not eating that part where they'd be spraying pesticides. Right. Now, ironically enough, I bought organic bananas this past weekend because I didn't realize they were organic bananas. Yes. So that's funny. Um, But yeah, like oranges, I don't worry about it. Right, because they have that protective thing. But I now buy organic apples and grapes and peaches. And I hear also strawberries should be organic also. Or they should be, and I haven't. Oh, no, I did buy organic. I did not buy organic blueberries. Mm-hmm. And you know what I didn't do with the last pint? I just finished Wash eating them. I didn't. You didn't wash them? I didn't. Would I'm you rather have had those dirty blueberries or have a man breathe on organic? Dirty blueberries. You would? Yes, of yes. course. People's breath is really the most disgusting thing. It's rancid. Yeah. Like, I get really focused in on what people's breath smells like. Yeah. Like, whenever I, like, I think about it a lot. Like, when I see a video clip of, like, Bruce Springsteen sharing a microphone with Stephen Van Zant, in my head, I'm like, this is breath. One of them, chances are one of their breath stinks because they've been singing all night long, dry mouth, disgusting. Hope Ugh. the pre-concert meal wasn't a number one sub with onions. Yeah, it's disgusting. So Do I, you I, believe in the I thing, focus too, on that. if you both eat the same thing, nope. you don't notice it? No, I don't buy that. Not I either. notice everything. You must be a joy. Speaking of mouths, Jerry, a new study is out from uh, the folks over at uh, Plenty of Fish. What's that? I'd say a dating website, Plenty of Fish. Got it. Get it? There's plenty of fish in the sea. I I get it now, yes. What you do is like if you you had a a friend who broke up with somebody and they were distraught, you would say to them, well, there's plenty of fish in the sea, meaning they'll find another person soon. Perhaps, or I'd just say suck it up and move on. Or either of those works. Uh, Plenty of Fish... They um they polled women ages twenty one and up. Sixty four percent of them dig a man with uh who who has not shaved. Sixty four percent. Okay. And of those sixty four percent, twenty percent of the women found just the solo mustache to be hot. Quote, what was hot. the number of that? Well, sixty four percent of all that. respondents. Right. Of those sixty four percent, so you take a hundred percent of those people. Right. 20% of those find mustaches hot. Okay. I thought the mustache was out, quite frankly. 33% said it makes a man look mature. The mustache. Mm-hmm. The mustache. Uh, 22% said it makes a man look more masculine. Okay, but 78%. See, I always love this about percentages. Yeah. So how about this? 78% <laughs> thinks it doesn't. <laughs> right. So if you were playing the percentages and wanted to be sexy, right, you would not have a mustache. Did you ever think about that? 
Like we sit there and talk about a baseball player, right? Right. He's batting 310. I need him up in this spot. He's going to get a hit. Right. Okay. 69% of the time, he's not going to get a hit. Right. We're kind of like, by the way, 50% chance of showers. But a guy's a 310 hitter. And we think he's going to come through every time. So you're looking on the bright side of life or that, like, we, are you a half, glass is half full or glass is half empty kind of guy? Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm usually a half empty. Yeah, me too. I really am. I am. And I, I remember one time I used to work with Joe Beningo in the overnight uh, as his producer and as an anchor with him. Then I remember I called him a paper cup uh, half full with holes in the bottom of it. <laughs> That's how pessimistic he was. Like, I always thought I was bad. Yeah. And then I met Joe, and I was like, wow, is this guy. Is he the, uh, of all the guys on the air, would you say he's the most glasses half empty kind of guy? Yeah, uh, paper glass half empty. Oh, still with With holes that. in the bottom of it. He still is. Yeah, he always is. Evan's pretty close, too, believe me. Really? Evan see, is. I would see Evan as a positive no, guy. Evan's, he's he's positive with certain things. With other things, he's just like Joe. He's just not as demonstrative about it. You know, Evan doesn't think he's ever going to see the Nets win a, an NBA championship. He doesn't think the Mets will ever win a World Series. He doesn't think the Jets will ever win a Series. He's like that. He will take a different tact sometimes, but he's very much like Joe. Very much like him. He just doesn't scream and yell as much. How old is Evan now? Because we'll always, we will always think of Evan as the young kid broadcaster. I believe he's now 32. Okay. Well, he's still a young kid broadcaster, I guess. I, you could say compared that. Compared to the uh, the folks around here. But when you realize that he's been here since he's 18? Very young. 19? Whatever it was. I remember the first night he came in, or one of the first nights he was working, I was working the overnight as an anchor, and I hadn't met him yet. And someone, I don't remember who it was. But you heard buzz about this well, young buzz kid I, broadcaster. Here was the buzz I heard. Sounds good on the air. Looks like a child. And so I was doing the overnights and whatever. I'm doing the midnight update, and he comes walking into the studio. Maybe it was the 1 o'clock update. Did he come know. walking in, may I ask, confidently and cocky or tentative? Same as he walks in now, just very like uh, he slow and deliberate and casual. And I remember I was finishing up the update. I still hadn't met him yet because he was coming from Sirius, I believe. And he had just gotten there like five minutes before. And he comes strolling in, hat backwards, sweatpants on, a flannel that was open. And he sits down. He plops the chair all the way to the bottom, brings the microphone down, folds his arms. And he looks over and he, like, nods. I'm like, who the F is this child? Like, this is exactly what everybody said. I'm like, look at him. And then, all right, he did a good show. Like, he can do it. But I was like, what is that? Now, the next part of the story is he still dresses like that. Right, and still puts his seat as low as it could possibly yes, it go and, and he slumps over in the thing. Now, Evan was working over at that Sirius XM when no one had that system. And he got, he must paid, have been, and he got paid good for it, He too. must have been talking to nobody, though. Yeah, well, you know what? If the check clears, Al? Yeah, it's still tough See, to you're talk very, to no one. I find uh, you're very hung up in what the audience is. Yes. I, I don't take, care. I would take less money to work at a place that had an audience. Why? Because like, what's it about? I don't. I I couldn't get motivated to prepare a show that I didn't think people were listening to. But isn't that on you more so than anything? Like to me, and maybe we have different. Or I'd, I'd rather too. be. It, it, it's in a similar way that uh, a somebody like a Brock Osweiler mm-hmm. could have had good money, but stayed in Denver, a relevant great team. money, right? Great money, or even better than great money, and be completely irrelevant. Now, I will take the great money. In a relevant place. 
Yes, I see. I get your point. I, the, to me, that's too like I wouldn't take twenty grand you're more to go about work moving at, cities. Though I'm not. I'm. There's, there's a lot in play with. I agree with what you're saying. Like uh, I wouldn't especially take football wise. I wouldn't take fifteen grand more a year to go work at an irrelevant station on Sirius. Right. I'm not asking you to leave. What I'm saying right. is, if someone's got a job that let's say the ratings aren't great, but they pay you really well and they take care of you. And you can pay for your kid's school, and you can put money away for college. And I guess my point is, what is it really all about? And we're coming from two different perspectives, because you don't have kids. You're kind of single, so I kind of get it. To me, at this point, you know, they can, they can rip me all they want for who's listening to the Columbia games. I don't give a damn who's listening to them. They take care of me. I'm calling football games, and I get paid well. That's great. Would I, would I like to be doing UCLA? Well, sure. But for what I'm doing... All good. I don't care what the audience is. Like, to me, it shouldn't change what you do. That, to me, is being part of a professional. But I know there are some people that will say and have said it's tough to do a show and the phones aren't lighting up. Right. I get that part. Hmm. I get that. I get that. Uh, Jerry, we always talk about napping, you and I. Yes. Not together, but, I mean, we talk about it together, but napping separately. Uh, And we've read many stories about napping. Here's another one. Two, a couple things that seem new to me and things we've talked about. I've heard, and this one says, your nap, you should take a 10 to 20 minute nap only. Okay. That is refreshing. You told me that. I have told you mm-hmm. that. That if you are going to lay down for longer than 30 minutes, then you should lay down for 90 minutes. Okay. So if you're going to do under 30, great. If you're going to do 30 minutes or more, you got to do the full 90. Right. Because then you get into REM sleep. If you do just 30 minutes or longer, you're going to wake up feeling groggy. Got it. If you do a 10 to 20 minute nap, you'll feel wake up refreshed. So that one I've heard before. This one I had it. There's something called the coffee nap, which is you down a cup of coffee, lay down for a 20 minute nap, that it takes 20 minutes for the caffeine to go through your system. You wake up refreshed. And you're ready to rock. Ready, you wake up even more refreshed than before. How do you down a hot cup of coffee, though? <laughs> Maybe an iced coffee. Okay. Like you slam an iced coffee. Yeah. It takes 20 minutes for the caffeine to kick in right when you're waking that. up. I could try that. I'd be interested in trying that. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? What do you got to lose? Exactly. So we'll show up here at 340 okay, or 330, got whatever, it. right? Down a cup of coffee. We'll put a couple of ice cubes in mm-hmm. it. Lay down. Wake up nap. at 4 and we are flying. Yes. You like that. Exactly. Interesting. Or wake up, down a cup of coffee, take another nap, and then come to work. That you would, I would also try that as well. Probably wouldn't fall right back asleep, though. Probably not. Yeah. Jerry, I always like to bring you stories of criminals, like I call creative criminals, where I'm not for crime, but I think these are ingenious ways to commit crime where no people are physically harmed in the crime. So you can at least appreciate their creativity. Their thinking. Right. I bring you a couple from New Jersey doing their crime along the Atlantic City Expressway. Okay. Where they modified toll baskets. Again with the tolls. Yeah. A lot of people think there's ways to cheat the system with the tolls. What they did is they, they went to the um, the toll lanes where you would throw in actual coins. And they uh, stuffed something into the toll basket so that people would throw their coins in and go. But the coins would never go down. Then they would return hours later and scoop up all the coins. Wow. Well, the dummies were caught on tape, as you could imagine, Jerry. Uh, Two people, uh, Angela, who's 54, and Elijah, or, yeah, Elijah, he's 57. They were arrested and charged with theft. 
for tampering with the tolls and stealing money. What kind of penalty is that? That's a great question. Um, the, uh, the, the Atlantic City Expressway has their own detectives. And they uh, were reported to several toll basket malfunctions and toll shortages. And when police checked it out, that's what they saw. They checked the tape. They found these two lunatics. So my question would be this. Let's say it was one day. Mm-hmm. Do you think they go check the tapes or do they say, all right, one day, whatever, and then move on? And if it happens again, we'll kind of investigate. Yeah, I bet I bet that's what they would have so done. So they got greedy. They got greedy. They should have just moved on to another toll. Or another par- parkway or something. Get out of Atlantic City. The surveillance footage uh, showed a man and woman uh, exiting a vehicle at the toll plaza. The pair stuffed some type of material into the toll basket, which prevented the coins. And that's how they did it. Once enough coins had collected on top of the material that they stuffed in there, they returned to remove the money. Wow. That's they creative. also Now, this I don't think is a crime. They also stole coins that had fallen on the ground near the toll. I don't think that's a crime either. Right. If the dummies didn't get it in there, it's free. Right. That is on the ground. I had a friend of mine who would swear that he would, every time he'd go through a toll booth, not at rush hour, but anytime he'd go through a toll booth opposite rush hour, he would stop the car, he'd get out, and he would look, and every single time he would find enough money to pay the toll. Right. Every time. Because that's how much, how many times people miss and just keep going. I used to have a problem because the tolls are on your left. Yeah. And I'm a righty. Throwing lefty always felt very awkward to me. A coin? A coin, To throw yes. with a foot and a half? Well, if, if it was multiple coins. I could do a quarter, but like the ones that were 35 cents? Oh, the flip technique? The flip. You 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 made a motion like you were pitching me the football. Uh, I always went sideways, like you're running oh, the okay. option. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go over the top, like I was throwing a, like I was a pitcher from the uh, '80s. Your technique was wrong, way off. Bad technique. So I probably dropped some coins. I hope these folks found what, it. When was the last time you checked your Easy Pass bill? <laughs> it's been a while. Right? Isn't that terrible that we yes. don't check? You know, I only check when I get hit twice in a month. Other than that, we never look at it. Yeah. And why do they charge a $1 convenience fee? Yeah. The tolls aren't enough? Yeah, that I don't understand. Do you realize how much money they make for every Easy Pass user, a dollar a month and a convenience fee? Where does the money go, Al? Remember back in the day, uh, this is going back four years, I, I bought a new car. Back in the day. Four years ago. That I car's bought, four years old yeah, already, huh? I bought a new car four years ago, so... I was uh, nervous to bring it into New York City and park it every day. So I made a deal with you that I was going to park in Jersey City my car. Yeah. You would pick me up and we'd drive in together. And I would use my Easy Pass to pay the yes, toll. Yes, correct. That was the deal. I felt your car was getting wear and tear. I would pay the toll. So when I would get into the car with my Easy Pass, I'd have to take your Easy Pass, put it in the bag wherein it would not be scanned. Right. I did this every day. Yes. At one point, I did check my Easy Pass toll and realized that somewhere, literally, we had this for almost nine months. You and I had switched Easy Pass. Was it that long? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. So I was paying for both. But we know, no, no, we were, it was similarly priced. Yeah, it is because of where we're coming from. It was just funny. I, I when I looked on my Easy Pass, I saw all your trips to uh, cover Columbia. Right. And then, George Washington Bridge. Yeah, what? they were all tolls down or more South Jersey than sure. I was. Yeah, 
What? Asbury Park tolls? Yeah. This was so, before the girlfriend, so no reason you yeah, were down there. Yeah, there was no there. reason I was down there. You so, were yes. Basking Ridge, Hudson Street. Basking Ridge, Hudson Street. Those, oh, we're going to Borgata for a show. Good. Let me get out of the cave. And those Jersey City tolls that I had to pay to get That's on true. and off. That is true. And then I, now I bring you to Lisbon. I don't know where that Spain. is. It is. Is that right? All right. Lisbon, Spain. I think. Uh, there's a museum there called, check this out, the National Museum of Ancient Art. That sounds like somewhere I'll never go. Right, but filled with old artifacts, Jerry. Okay. National Museum of Ancient Art in Lisbon. Uh, and there is an 18th century... Oh, it's Portugal. Damn. Portugal. Okay. Close. close. enough. Guarantee someone will still correct you on Twitter, even though you just corrected yourself and said mm, Portugal. Probably. If this were on the radio, I'd be getting a thousand phone calls. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, there's an 18th century statue there. Okay. Well, uh, this past Sunday, they let uh, people in for free, free admission. And a Brazilian tourist was in there and thought he would snap a selfie of himself with the 18th century statue, which he bumped into, and uh, it broke. I have a a photograph, Jerry. This is what the statue looks like. That looks like a nice old, very detailed, classic statue. And then someone snapped this photo. (laughs) It so what happened? It broke. Uh, you mean like I don't know? He, they, this kid can't pay for it. I don't know what. What, like, what is the value of something like that? I say priceless. Great. What does it cost? I don't know what he. It doesn't say whether he's in trouble or anything. Wow, that is really. He knocked something. the sculpture to the ground, shattering it beyond repair. This uh, gentleman Nuno was on the scene and snapped the photo, and that went sucks. viral on Facebook. I'm sure it did. The museum director said, I've worked in the museum for many years and cannot recall anything similar happening. Oh, really? How could You it? don't recall someone knocking over an 18th century a sculptor? I bet you. Or sculpture? I'll bet you that that happens as rare as anything. Yeah. But I always think, like, you have to put that stuff behind glass because you can't. People can't be trusted. They want to touch paintings that are on the walls, you know? Yeah, I suppose. I Some suppose. places they don't even let you take photos because they think that the flash photography harms the uh, the canvas of the paint. Oh, stop. Yeah, no, that's true. Really? That if, if someone takes a lot of pictures of it. Like when I went to Italy this summer, I was in the Sistine Chapel. You're familiar mm-hmm. with that? Yes. The, the big, all the paintings on it the ceiling. It sounds weird for you to say I was in Italy. Jerry, when I was traveling overseas in Italy this summer, right. I, no photos allowed. And they run it very military-like in there. If they see you even grabbing your phone, get, yeah. they yell. I guess My so. kind of place. Your I told kind Gina of place, I could I work it. there because they were very, like, a lot of rules and a lot of yelling at people who break rules. And I love that. And you'd be very good at I'd that. I'd be perfect over there. A guard at the Sistine Chapel. A guard at the Sistine Boy, that's got to be a boring job. By the way, I, ex- I know what you're saying, uh, yeah. and you would be good at it. Oh, I'd be so there annoyed, There can't though. be much action, though, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, no pictures. A lot of that. What do you think that keep job moving? Pays? What no do you think pictures. That job pays? I don't know. It's a great question. Yeah, don't know the answer. Uh, I don't I, either. There was a survey that came out. Oh, I know you love these. I oh. heard. That. I didn't hear all of the numbers, but okay. The top ten survey. reasons why your relationship is not going to work. Okay, top ten. You reasons. You know what the number one reason was? Financial. No. Oh. No. The number one reason was. You don't follow each other on Facebook, <laughs> or you're not Facebook friends. Or I don't know, whatever the How hell you, you call it. How would you not do that? Well, that's why it's the number one reason that your relationship is not going to work. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, that's the number one right. reason of all the things that could break up a relationship. 
They used that's to, number one. They used to say financial problems. Now it's not being Facebook friends. Right. It's social media. Hmm. Oh, good lord. Ooh. What do you think tomorrow? How about how, how about this tomorrow? All right, tomorrow. I imagine the Trump stuff will calm down because it was a I new cycle so. of forty-eight hours. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but I don't. I think I cut so much stuff up today. I think we're done with that. Do you realize what's going on tonight, sports-wise? Yeah. Oh well, you got a big Ravens Browns. Ravens Browns. Wow, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. Islanders Lightning. No one cares. What else you got? Well, Tomorrow's going to be a lot of giant jet preview, but the Giants are Monday night. Right, and the Jets are playing play the Rams, and no one cares because it'd be something like if they named Bryce Petty the starter. Oh. Then we'd have something. We Tomorrow's a weird day. Ooh, that's good. So. Those are normally the best Boomer and Carton shows. Yes, which is good. So, so I look uh, forward well, to that. Tomorrow morning, 545, me and Al on the fan, and then uh, that's from today coming up right now. So we've got to goes. Al just did the mannequin challenge by holding his mouth wide open in front of the microphone. Do that again. I'm kidding. No, 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 you're good. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up at 6 o'clock. Al and Jerry with you. What is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are we doing? All right. I'm all good over here. Uh, we got some clarity yesterday from the Jets. Uh, in term, by the way, the Knicks did beat the Nets, as you heard from Harris, and we'll get to that in a minute. But we got some clarity from the Jets, meaning uh, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkerson, about why they were benched on Sunday against the Dolphins. Two different takes. Wilkerson stood up and was basically like, listen, I, I screwed up. It won't happen again. My bad. Admitted to missing the walkthrough on his birthday cake. Sheldon Richardson was kind of weird. I don't, you, did you catch any of him yesterday? Yeah, he acted like um, I was late for one meeting one time. Yeah. And this is the discipline that's been handed out to me. And he also said, I learned a, a tough lesson, a lesson I already knew. So you didn't learn that it. That you can't oversleep. Right. He said he was 20 minutes late. I love people, like, th- that happens all the time in, in offices of people listening uh, that happens to where people are like, I was only late once. I was only late twice. I've been here nine years. I've been late never. Yeah, I know. I don't recall you rolling in late in the I've last never, nine uh, years. I've been late once in 20 years, and that was because I had a scheduling issue. I didn't know I was on the schedule. And Lisa Johnson, who used to work here, who Eddie will remember, called me in a panic. I was supposed to run a conflict game for the Knicks or Nets, whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, the pregame had started, and I still wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know I was working. But I'm with you. I, I I hate being. I would rather be, and this drives my wife nuts, I would rather be three hours early than 30 seconds late. Exactly. It Sheldon Richardson should get up and just go to work and then play on your phone when you get there. Uh, I don't disagree with you. And, he again, the way he goes about it, I don't know Sheldon Richardson. He may be a really good guy. But he's not very friendly with the media most times. And then you're not going to get a pass then when you are late and you get suspended. Well, not suspended, but you get benched for a quarter. Right. Wilkerson, at least, he sat there and spoke. He seemed friendly. He seemed he seemed genuinely upset with himself, whether it was multiple times or not. Now we'll see if it happens again. Now, does Sheldon get a pass for the second half of the season being late once? <laughs> no. Because to him, he's only been late no. once. No, there's no more passes at this point. Absolutely not. Oh, he the got passes pass. are out. He was uh, he was benched for a quarter. That's it. And by the way, is the guy who's going to be a free agent after next year and stands to make a ton of money. So, you know, these are things that, could, that other, other GMs and coaches will look at. So, anyway, uh, you've got... A really good game Sunday night. You've got the Patriots and the Seahawks, and there are so many different storylines. And we are not going to, I think you agree with me, a lot of players spoke about the election and everything. 
we're not going to get into that here because we've literally literally got nine minutes to speak and we don't get to take phone calls and I don't, it's not our place. But the one clip from yesterday that Tom Brady, remember we played the Belichick clips yesterday morning? He was taking a beating for sending Trump the letter and then was trying to defend it, wouldn't speak about it. So Brady has been a Trump supporter. Remember the hat in his locker? So they were asking him about did he give Trump permission to talk about his you know, support at the rally the other night. Yeah, because Trump said that uh, Tom Brady voted for him. Correct. Now, Brady didn't want to get into it, wanted to keep it to football. And then he said something that, all right, I'll I'll play it for you. You you Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I talked to my wife. She said I can't talk about politics anymore. (laughs) And then that was it. She's the breadwinner in that house. She makes more money than him. Could you imagine making whatever he makes? Supermodel. And she's the breadwinner? Yeah, she told him to zip his lip. Man. Talk football. That's got. I mean, if your girlfriend told you that, would you be okay with that? Uh, And by the way, would she be okay with it if you told her that? No, of course not. No, you can't. But that's just his way of getting out of it, so that the media doesn't ask him again. I'm sure Giselle didn't say, "Hey, Tom, stop talking about Trump." You know, I'm not so sure about that because she came out the other night and said, "I told Tom we don't discuss this." So. She might be right. Yes, tough to talk politics, Very Jerry. People get angry politics. at you. Yes, that's uh, why we stay away from it. You know, in uh, you know, the Cubs won the World Series. I don't know if you saw that. I did hear about that. Yeah, so you know how they have the Cubs championship gear all ready to go, uh, and when the Cubs win, it goes for sale immediately. And we know that the they have Cleveland Indians World Champions yeah. T-shirts and hats ready to go, too, just in case the Indians win. So usually what they do is they take these uh, these shirts from the teams that aren't the actual champions and they send them to uh, uh, some of these countries where they are in need of clothing. So then you'll see sometimes uh, uh, pictures of uh, uh, kids in foreign countries wearing uh, Cleveland Indians World Champion right. T-shirts, and they do the same with football. Uh, Major League Baseball came out yesterday and said they're no longer doing that. They're just going to destroy the shirts. They say why? And the hats. They didn't want the false championship gear out in the public, even though they say very few of them ever come back to surface in North in all of North America. But they just want to destroy it. And some people are upset, saying, well, this, how, why would you be destroying I agree. perfectly good clothing uh, for these countries that need clothing? I, I, I'm with them. And they just said, yeah, no, we're, we're going to destroy it. In, in the it. grand scheme of things, baseball really means nothing. I would agree with those people that the people that really need it probably should. Right. And I have not seen those shirts in this country. No, nor have I. Craig and I were talking about it earlier doing a little show prep, and he thought with, uh, I thought as well, let's sell it here. (laughs) No, you're not selling it here. It's phony here. You can't do that. It's one thing if you're trying to help people. It's another thing if you're trying to make a buck. Right. No good. I would love to wear like an Indians championship or like from last year. print one. Mets World Series. Cha- so well, I want to make f- one. I want an official logo with the uh, so go make the hologram your, on it. Go make your own. I'm sure you can make one with the Met logo on it, and you can walk around like a loser that says Mets World Series Champions 2015. Yeah, that'd be like a fun shirt in a couple of years. No, it wouldn't because it's wrong. Plus, who would even remember who won? Like, if you hit hit me with a Super Bowl from a couple of years ago, I'd be like, mm. no, come on. So like, if you, you told play, me, I'll give you a, no, t- no, 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 no. I'll give you a perfect example of a Super Bowl. I don't know who won. Steelers Seahawks. Steelers, Super Bowl 40, Detroit. You really don't remember? Mike Holmgren was the head coach. You really don't remember that? I mean, as you start. Jerry, was that Heinz Ward with the pass? I think it was. As you start saying things, I go, oh, yes. And there were penalties that should have been called, and I thought the Seahawks got screwed in that game. Hasselback, I think, was the quarterback, if I remember. But here's Let me give. Like, if I saw Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champions 
from that Super Bowl in the store, I would You'd not. Be okay. I would not think twice that. Now, in that fairness, that's not last year. Oh, the few years ago. Well, several years ago. Oh, now. Several now. Yes, pretty much. Eleven. You're Eleven a, years. You're ago. a phony. You're a phony. And there's just a little secret about Al Dukes, who yeah. likes to play the fool a lot of times with his sports <laughs> That's not knowledge. true, Jerry. Oh, no, because you were rattling off Milwaukee Brewers from the 80s the other day, like right off your tongue, right? That's true. You act like a fool that doesn't know anything about sports, and quite frankly, you know more than probably most. I don't think so. Oh, sure. Uh, how about right. this one, though, Jerry? Memorabilia, up for auction. Yes. Now, I don't like this either. You know we didn't like the Mike Piazza jersey being up for auction? Gary Carter... On the final out of the World Series, the 86 World Series, uh, he hung on to that baseball, the final strikeout. Okay. That, uh, who was that? Jesse Orozco. Yes, yeah. Marty Barrett. Threw his glove up in the air. Yeah, and uh, Gary Carter was smart, tucked that ball away. Well, now, uh, well, Gary Carter has passed yep. uh, a number of years ago, and uh, his family is now auctioning off that ball. Well, good for them. Well, why wouldn't they want to keep that? Well, what does it mean to them? They at put this it on point? the shelf. That's dad's final. That was a memorabilia is different for different people. I don't think much of it. Some people, it's their life. What do you care? I'd love to have Carter's that on my shelf. Ball? Like, what is the uh, the whole thing with the Piazza jersey? That's a, I think, a completely different. Yes, nine eleven related. You agree with good that? Good point. Right? Yes. So if Anthony Rizzo, who tucked the ball in his back pocket when the Cubs won the World Series, yeah. wants to sell that ball, or long after he is gone, like he his, passes. Maybe they need my, Who knows what the, what the reasons he, might I, be? I thought he gave that to I, the owner. Shut up. I'm just trying to make a point. Oh, ready? If you've got people that maybe they need the money. I, who cares? The Carter family. Let them sell the ball. It's To me, it's it's a, it's a baseball from the game. It, it's not that I think it's a conversation, Pete. What's that on your uh, well, shelf? Well, Can I ask you something? Oh, that's an 86. Make them an offer, Al. That's an 86 Met ball. Do you think that there is not enough conversation pieces in the Carter household from his career? Oh, they're selling it all. They're selling some of his jerseys, too. So what? You realize how much stuff they must have? Or what they could do is sell the ball, the authentic one, then put another one on the shelf and go, that's the, yeah, Gary hung on to that. I'm sure they could do that. Because it'd be fraud to sell that one. But it's not fraud to keep it yourself and put it on the shelf and go, Oh, that's the final out of the 86 World Series. Just scuff it up a little bit. All right, this fraud segment will continue in a moment. Quick break, then Boomer and Carton on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. All right, coming up in just a couple of minutes, Boomer and Carton. Last night, the Knicks did beat the Nets. Uh, a really good second half for Carmelo Anthony and Kristaps Porzingis, uh, which was interesting. Uh, they stink! Harris talking about it. 22 points. That's not that big. Well, no, no. Basketball? 22 points isn't. He took over the game late third quarter, scored 14 straight. And that's where the the Knicks were down. Then they were and they were down eight or nine. And then all of a sudden they were up two, and they kind of sailed from there. Uh, and then Porzingis took over early fourth quarter. You're right on the whole. He was horrendous in the first half. I mean, the first quarter, I think he was zero for seven, and he was settling for long jump shots, clanking the ball off the rim. He looked bad. Second half, he kind of turned it on a little bit. And my and Brooke Lopez. I know you don't care, but I had Brooke Lopez. We have a fantasy. <laughs> Craig's here, too. We have a fantasy league here. Fantasy basketball, Jim? Yes, I'm in it with Evan and Giannotti and guys oh like gosh. that. Yes, I know. I took Brooke Lopez last night, and Atkinson sits him for like 12 minutes in the first half after he had seven minutes in the first six minutes, or seven points in the first six they minutes. They weren't even going to play him last night. Well, they, I think they played him because, I don't know, Isaiah White had all of a sudden didn't play because yeah. he had a concussion. I don't know where that came from, so they're all banged up. I did say but, like eight and a half. Hmm. Uh, did you really? Well, you would have won. Look at that. No, the show Go get the tape. Go get the tape. I was right. You were wrong. Um, Richard Sherman. Yeah. Did you uh, remember uh, who, who was it? Dan Carpenter was Dan the Carpenter, kicker for yeah. the Bills. Yeah. Uh, his wife, after their incident, uh, she tweeted out a, a picture of a 
castration tool right. that she wanted to use on Richard Sherman. Well, she has since apologized, but Richard Sherman is having none of that, Jerry. It's not surprising at all. I mean, you, this is a day and age you got Ku Klux Klan running around. You know, people say whatever they want, and there's there's very little consequence um, for her to say something like that and then have a BS apology like she did. I mean, it's just a way of the world. He had another interesting press conference yesterday. Yeah, we'll I get to some I, of his clips. Later. I saw the actual tool itself is interesting looking. I told you, I the didn't know what the hell it tool. was. I, yeah. I honestly looked at it. I thought it was a knee brace. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a made of metal, but then there's like a rubber band type yes. area that does yes. the thing. Yeah, we'll get to Sherman uh, coming up on the show because he talked a lot about that play. I mean, he is all in on what he did and also was discussing the play at the end where he chipped off the uh, wide receiver. He's got reasons for that, too. He also went after the media basically saying, let me just uh, kind of educate you guys because none of you have ever played, nor do you understand what's going on on the field. It was interesting, as it seems to be every time he plays and talks. And did you see uh, Jerry Tim Tebow's hitting 156? Are we surprised? Uh, he had a game winner, though, the other night. Oh, he did. I'll walk on. on 2016 right. to benefit